This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back to the Boys 161st Street. This is episode 72. Obviously, we're not very happy about that outcome, but you know what? And I'll get right into it right now because we got a bunch of DMs about, you know, the Bauer situation, uh, the starting pitching for the future, next season, everything like that. I need everybody to just pump the brakes because the season is not over. And to start thinking about next year already is beyond me. And I don't want to hear that whatsoever. And the more people DM us about that, I just don't want to see you at the parade because we're going to make our own parade. Like we said, open up the apartment when the Yankees do inevitably win the World Series because I'm not down. I'm not I'm not out. I'm down, but I'm not out. The fat lady didn't sing yet, did Damon, did she? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. So the fact that some of you are already thinking about that, yes, we're not in an ideal situation. Yes, after game one, when we won game one in, in the fashion that we did, did we think that this would happen? Not really, but, you know, we're here. All we have to do is two more games, win tomorrow. They don't have any of their three fantastic starting pitching pitchers going tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure who it is. Is it Yarborough that they have going tomorrow? Probably going to be Yarborough, yeah. One would assume it's Yarborough tomorrow. We have Montgomery, obviously, also reason for concern, not really what you want. But you know what? This team can score runs. They can score runs in a hurry. They've obviously stalled a little bit in the last two games. Giancarlo Stanton is providing the only offense, so it seems. But this team has shown that they can flip the switch, switch the flip, whatever you want to call it, at just at at, at the drop of a hat. So to write this team off already after two losses to me is just asinine. I I, I really am upset. I'm I'm obviously not happy with the way it's going, and I'm trying to like be optimistic about everything. Obviously, we're going to break down the negatives and the positives in this entire episode, but to, to look into next year already and the astounding number of DMs that we got about next year just really blows me away. Yeah, it's not a good sign. I think that not a good sign for people who are doubting it already. I, I, I think that the, the same same type of people that, when we started losing a couple games in a row, we automatically just panicked and said, Oh, fuck this season. Let's just, let's forget about it. And then we won 10 in a row. And everyone's like, Oh, let's go back to winning again. We're all happy. Like it's part of baseball. And I'm not, you know, pointing anybody out right now. I'm just saying that I'm guilty to it as well of, you know, obviously you're more motivated. You're more into the games when we're winning. That's with any team. So anything you really see. So I get it for sure. But, the playoffs are different. The playoffs are a time where things happen. And listen, we got we got one more game left to to win or go home, and that's 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 going to fire people up. And that that elimination game is totally different than any other game we've ever played before. And 
it's not over. If we win that game, we're coming right back with our ace in the mound. It is so far from being over, and it's just one game. It's really just one game, and you gotta take it. You gotta take it one game at a time. One game at a time. Yeah, and you know that's obviously how the Rays have treated it. We kind of got ahead of ourselves. We didn't even play the intro song yet, so why don't we do that? Let's get into it. Let's talk some X. All right. Before we get into any of the big topics, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have a new sponsor. This episode is brought to you by none other than Manscaped. I'm sure you guys have seen the ads. Damon, I mean, we're both guys, right? Last time I checked. Last time I checked. Sorry if you're a woman, but I'm gonna about to talk a little bit about, you know, our manhood, the nuts. So wouldn't Manscaped has they just they just have this redesigned electric trimmer, the perfectly engineered New and improved lawnmower 3.0. It's a third-generation trimmer. Features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Damon, do you like nicking your nuts? It's not fun. I'll tell you, it's not fun. It's not fun. And when I tell you this thing is premium, they actually just sent it to us. They sent five. We have five hosts, and they were generous enough to send us all a pair so we can check it out ourselves. And when I say this is premium, this is actually premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can obviously take a shave longer. It's waterproof, so you can groom in the shower. I mean, I didn't know I needed that, but you know, now, <laughs> now I do. So there's the possibilities are endless. And I mean, just I mean, it's waterproof. Come on. So what they're offering is 20% off your purchase, free shipping with the code 161 at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com, N-A-N, M-A-N. I'm not going to spell it for you, but that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code 161. Your balls will thank you. So one big storyline that I noticed before this game even started, this day started off with Gary Sanchez officially, in my mind, and a lot of people's minds, losing the starting job. And I think, obviously, I think we, we this was coming, and it kind of indirectly already happened you know it was all but said it was he obviously still hasn't said gary lost his starting job boone this is but he, he did everything but say it and i mean it was the first game that that gary sanchez did not start when cole was in the pitcher yeah so like the, this- the personal catcher thing is out the window obviously that's happened yeah. before and we've been talking about it previously on the show and I know they talked about it on uh, Scott and Andrew talked about it as well on the Bronx Pinstripe show. Um, you know, Hickey's played better. And it's not even a matter of stats because I can bring up the stats and I'm sure they're in Hickey's favor. I know they have been in the past. I'm sure, I mean, just from the eye test, it looks like Hickey is just better out there. Obviously, you know, the defensive numbers are obviously in Hickey's favor. Hickey's a very good defensive catcher. Even the the unbiased reporters tonight, it's not the local broadcast and they're talking about how good Higgy's defense is and you see it you know it that I mean that ball four call that was 
a close one that's a strike that should have been uh, strike him out, throw him out, which absolutely changes the outcome of this game. Not going to get too into it because the umpire was not terrible tonight. He wasn't great because of that one play. That That's one that stood out to me. He was definitely not as bad as C.B. Buck, Buckner or whatever. I'm not even going to say his name right because he doesn't deserve my time. Obviously, as you guys know, we started the petition, and you guys killed it on the petition to get C.B. Buckner out of a job. We got over 600 signatures on that thing in like a couple hours. I just did it as a joke, and we may actually do this thing. So I mean, people are talking about it. I don't know. I just don't understand why they continue to put umpires out there that just can't can't do the thing. But either way, you see plays like that don't even happen with Gary. Gary obviously has a good arm, but half the time he gets behind him. So you know what you're getting out of Higgy defensively. And the offense is way better. Not only, like I said, I just kind of went roundabout way of saying this, but the at-bats just look more comfortable for him. Like you see that specifically that last at-bat I'll talk about right now where Gary strikes out at the end of the game at the end of game two. He just looks overpowered. He looks overmatched. He just was behind everything and they weren't even like competitive swings. He just didn't look good at all. And then you see Higgy come out today and Higgy's he was working counts. He's like, he gets a dribbler, a single that I think that was a single. They ruled it an error, but I think it was a single, but even anything you're doing out there, that's not one, two, three, you're out. Like that is better than what Gary's doing. And I think that's that last, that last hit that, um, Higashioka had. It's a line drive to left center. It was just that they had four outfielders and, um, Kilmeyer or a fucking pronounce. Kilmeyer. Kiermaier just, um, I keep thinking of like... You can't say um, his name. Kiermaier. I know, I keep you thinking of the Killmonger? Panther, the, Killmonger? The, yeah, Killmonger. And I keep... <laughs> He's playing <laughs> like it against us, apparently. But I but like, um, they had the fourth outfielder. He made the play. And if it was a regular fielded outfield, it would have been a base hit to left center. And he just, he's seen the ball a lot better. And like I said before, he's just making a lot better comp- contact. He's having better at-bats. Gary Sanchez, to this day still looks lost at the plate. I've been saying this. We've been saying this for months and months and months. He just looks lost. He has not had any improvement, and Higgy has only shown consistency, and he's there behind the dish. So I am totally fine. Give him we, we, we play tomorrow, I hope Higgy's behind the dish. I hope he's playing tomorrow. He better be. I hope he is, and I hope we win tomorrow, and then he's – Obviously going to play the next game because Garrett Cole's going to pitch in the next game. I hope he's playing the rest of the season, the rest of the postseason. I I, I do not feel confident in Gary Sanchez right now, and I don't think it's time to continue to give him chances. We have a few games left. It needs to count, and we need to put our best lineup out there. I don't care if it's lefty, righty, switch, ambidextrous. I don't give a shit. Whoever's the best hitter, whoever's the best best fielder, whoever's the best pitcher. Put him out there, and let's win a game. I mean, you said it. So, one bright spot is Giancarlo Stanton. We talked about some bad. Let's get a little bit, a little bit good so we can be happy. Stanton has six home runs, 13 RBIs, and five postseason games. The record all-time is six consecutive games with home runs, and that's Daniel Murphy from 2015. He tied A-Rod and Bernie with the single postseason home runs at six. I mean, the guy's hope, on fire. hopefully he tied A-Rod and Bernie with the six home runs in a, a single postseason. It is the ALDS. That is game three. 
ideally he's got a he's got a long shot <laughs> long ways to go and i still believe we got this i mean the man's on fire and that is a single you know bright spot worst? that's been going on in these last two games but you know what the worst part is though is that i've been waiting for i've been waiting for everyone to be healthy and everyone to be able to go in the lineup everyone be able to be consistent and I feel like we're always giving up one, and then the other person gets better, and then the other people suck. That <laughs> we can never get to a level where we're, everyone's hitting. It's like, all right, back to, like a month ago, no one was hitting. It was just Luke Voigt. It was a Luke Voigt show. All right. Now, fast forward to um, the next month after that, it's Luke Voigt and it's Clint Frazier. Okay, great. Next month after that, you know, you have. Fucking DJ LeMayhew out there just hitting. It's the DJ LeMayhew show. And then after that, it's just now it's the John Carl Stan show. We can never get to a place where everyone is consistently hitting. And that is the biggest fall. I don't care if we have everyone in the lineup. If we're not hitting, we're not going to be able to play. And that's like the worst part. And I just feel like we're always on a constant just like, all right, one person's doing well, but then everyone else just kind of sucks, and then it's just vice versa. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no other way of saying it. It's like that picture we posted before. It's just like with the starting pitching, the it's like, what do you, yeah, with the buttons, it's like, what do you got today? You got good starting pitching, but that means you got bad bullpen, and you got a good, you got bad bullpen, and that means you got bad hitting, and you got good hitting, I mean, but you got a bad starting pitching. It's just like, you can never have hit be hitting on all cylinders, and that's I mean, with most teams, you can never be hitting on all cylinders. But I know it's not most teams, but like it, like this team is to an extent. It's literally one or two players all the time. It's Luke Voigt was the the star, then it was Luke Voigt, and then it was Clint Frazier, and then it was Clint Frazier and DJ Mayhew, and then it was then it was John Carl Stanton. It's like it's one guy who's always super hot carrying the team, and the rest of the team is always piggybacking off of that or just shitting the bed. And yeah. that's why we we need more people to be up to the level. I feel like we're playing a game of whack a mole where I hit I hit a mole, it one pops up to the other side. I get that one, <laughs> and it pops to the other side. It's like I'm always trying to fucking hit the whack a mole, they come up and meet a different side. Yeah, and I mean, it's not all on the offense. Yes, the offense has been kind of abysmal, but obviously just in the last two games. But you know, we can't win games when we're giving up 10 runs, eight runs, like every, like every night, the pitching is just so bad. We just need to find something. We need to find lightning in a bottle. And like we've been saying, the, the, the guys that have been bad have been the ones that we thought were going to be good. And the guys that are, we thought were bad are doing good. Like, I mean, Nick Nelson just threw another fucking great frame tonight. And then you got Holder last night. And then you got, I mean, Mike set- King, Mike King, Pitched great today too. Mike King too. I mean, we again didn't really. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even yeah, know. So, I don't even um, know what to say about the pitching. There's there's nothing we can dissect about the pitching. It's just they need to be better. And if they yeah. aren't better, then we will not win games. It's simple as that. You cannot. I don't care how good the Yankees' offense is. You cannot win games if you are. It's like almost as if they think they can win, they can do every game as it was a game two in the Cleveland series, a shootout. And not every, yeah, you could win games like that because you have a good offense, but not every night are you going to be able to answer the, the call every single night like that. Like, you know how many lead changes there were? That was a fantastic game, probably the best game I've ever seen. Not, mm-hmm. not, and it was in the postseason too, so it was even stakes were even higher, but you can't assume. I know this, this offense is so good, one through nine. I know this offense is. 
tops in the league in putting up runs and putting up runs in bunches. But no matter what, like that is baseball, Susan, to a T. I don't care how good you are. You're not going to be able to consistently put up runs like that. You need to pitch. You need to... Just keep it with it. Honestly, if, if if it wasn't like 10 runs a, a game, if it was like four or five, which is so doable for a regular team, I know the balls are juiced still probably. I know the balls are flying out. Everybody wants to hit the long ball. But, you know, I mean, the Rays are middle of the pack offensively, and they're literally ranked 13th overall in run production per game. And we're making them look like they're the goddamn – like. Mariners back in the day, like us, we're making them look like us, not even to compare back to like Ken Griffey and them. They look like we should, and we look like they should in the last two games, at least. And it's just not, that's not a winning formula. And the one good thing I will say again, going forward, I know there's never a good thing when you're down two one, but you know, we've come back from bigger things and people have done it. Crazier shit has happened, but you know what? Again, we have Britain for tomorrow. We have Devi tomorrow. I don't know if they want to use him. But they, I mean, you got to believe they use Devi. I mean, I want maybe him to they, go maybe longer. Maybe they throw Montgomery for an inning and then oh. switch it up and then throw Devi and then they throw their whole game off. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that would be a lefty-righty thing. So he, actually, yeah. you know, I was thinking about this. Obviously, this means nothing, and I don't actually think they should do this. But in reality, the way they should have done that switcheroo thing, what they should have done, because obviously – that only works if you have a fucking lights out guy coming out after the first guy. Cause then you're like, then you're shook. Then you're like, okay, now I got to flip the lineup. Now I got to waste pinch hitters. Now I got to do all this. Obviously Kevin Cash didn't blink when he did that. Cause Oh, it's J Hap. Oh, like, Oh, it's like what, that quote. I was like, Oh, Boone is like thinking to himself. Oh, they're planning for Debbie. They'll never be able to hit 83 <laughs> down the middle when Hap is thrown it. And they did, obviously. But the way they yeah. could have done it, obviously, like I said, I wouldn't do this anyway. But just to do it a little better, I would have done open with like Montgomery or honestly open with Hap maybe. I don't even want Hap in the picture. But open with one of those guys. And then you put in Tanaka. So you open with a lefty and then you use Tanaka in game two. That's what, if, if you're ever going to do that, you do it with a guy who is a good pitcher. That's yeah, that's all I mean, I'm saying. I don't think we should have done anything like that regardless. Yeah, I know. I that, that I, that's why I prefaced it with that. Regardless of who's pitching. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Because, again, I know I was shitting on the offense a little bit, and I I know it's baseball and, and things happen, and people are hot, people are not hot, whatever. I get it. Um, what I'm, the, thing is, but the thing is, is that, like you said before, the pitching is is definitely the glaring issue. You know, you look at the last three games, we put up nine runs, five runs and four runs. That's pretty decent to say the least. I think that if we had good pitching, that is plenty of runs, plenty of runs to win a baseball game. It's a big if though. I know, but I'm just saying like four, five and nine in a game is that's like, that's what you want out of an offense. And yeah, for a regular I, know, team. I know we need to kind of, you know, we're not built that way. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a scale. You need to kind of balance it out. You got less pitching, you need more hitting and, and vice versa. But um, I'm just saying that the, the fact is, is the pitching is a glaring issue. Obviously we need to hit better, but the pitching is the real thing that's dragging us down. Yeah. I mean, uh, just, I'm just tired of 
because we've seen this song and dance before. I'm so tired of coming out guns blazing in game one, like we did in the ALCS last year, for example, just against the Astros, come out absolute guns blazing and just kicking ass and taking names, looking like we're in the driver's seat, and then just just like we flipped the switch into the playoffs coming into this year, it can be flipped just as quick in the other direction. And that bothers me so much. Like this happened again. We came out guns blazing. We're like, Oh my God, world series or bust. Obviously it's still the case, but how can you not ride that momentum? I just don't understand how the switch can be flipped that quickly up and then right back down after coming out hot like that in the second year in a row. I mean, you come out, you have your ace. He's setting the table for you guys. Everybody's hitting. Gio, in the past series, he was blowing up against his former team, the Indians, and now Gio is doing nothing. And then you look at guys like Judge, and Judge looks kind of lost. He has two hits on the season. I know he had the R- the sack fly RBI early in this game, which was nice, but even he just he's swinging at everything. And the, like I said, the only guy who's producing right now is Giancarlo Stanton, and he's doing it in a, in a way that is – Keep like if he wasn't doing this, then we're talking about the season's over because we're putting up no runs. He is solely responsible. Like I said, he has 13 RBIs in five games. I mean, this man is doing everything, and I just don't understand how everybody else can do so little after coming out so hot. Like, I, I you got to ride some sort of momentum to me. Like the big guys who you'd expect to be doing something, Voigt is doing not much right now, and. Just it, it, it's, judge, it's crazy. Judge is hitting a, a judge is hitting one hundred and seven in the playoffs. The judge is not doing well, and he came out guns blazing too. Like I mean, do you you come out hot. How do you not ride that? And that's what you need to do. And I mean, the silver lining to this is, I mean, they can flip the switch down that quick. You you, you gotta hope that they can flip it right back, and that's what you, I mean. It's winter go home tomorrow, so you gotta flip that thing right the fuck back up and turn it on because there's no other option. And I think one thing that obviously may help us, if you want to think about it this way, is backs are against the wall. So, you know, hopefully, I don't know if Boone is the biggest speech guy, but maybe it's somebody else. Maybe Guardy, that's his role on this team, or somebody is going to give a speech because it's it's win or go home. And, you know, it's... We've been good in situations like that before. Like you look at the wild cards, we're pretty much undefeated as of recently in wild card games, and at least the mm-hmm. last the last three we've had. I mean, we're we're good in these games, which is why I'm very confident that we can win tomorrow. Obviously, the circumstances aren't the best, but you know Montgomery has been good in some games. Some games he doesn't look too good, but some games he's good. And you only need a couple out of Montgomery. I I'm I'm looking for four out of him. I want him to do. Like just keep it like two runs. I want the offense to come out the way they should be playing. He's a lefty, so you know Montgomery is. It's it's better matchups if you want to talk lefty righties because some of their best hitters. I mean, Rosarena, a Rosarena, whatever you want to call him. Aside that dude, I mean, cue the random drug test because that guy is. I know they talked about it before or during the game. How during quarantine he. He didn't know how to cook anything but chicken and rice, so he did 300 push-ups a day and just did that, bulked up 15 pounds. I don't know. Red flag to me. Maybe we should check him out tonight. Slip him a COVID test, but also like just you know a steroid test in there. He doesn't even know. Obviously, that's not yeah. the case. But the kid, the guy, that guy. I mean, don't pitch to him. Do not pitch to him. Uh, 
Kevin you know, Cash. You know usually... what his batting average was during his last at bat? Did you see that? Was it like eight hundred? It was six thirty six. Yeah, I I believe it. I I I I feel like that's low. Six thirty six. I feel like it should be higher from what we've been seeing. He's three for four tonight with a walk. I mean, he just looks. He's his balls are the size of Jupiter right now. He is. He does not get out. He's not get out. And maybe that's that's the one scary thing. So what I was trying to get at before is saying that you know Montgomery's a lefty. Three of their best hitters are lefties: Meadows, Low, Lau, whatever you want to call him, and Choi. So that's favorable, and you only want him to pitch for probably four innings. Then you got Debbie. I, I want Debbie to go for at least two. I think he can go three. Then you still have Britton. You still got Chapman. Chapman hasn't tossed anything this series at all, has he? No. It, I don't think he did. I I don't. Know. I could be wrong. I really don't think he did. But I mean, he could go two. Why is why aren't the I mean Green Green through today he could still go tomorrow we have we have yeah. a very good setup of arms because we didn't really use anybody today because we were kind of punting again and I I swear to God if we don't use them tomorrow in a, in a do or die game then I'm I've been trying to like stray away from the getting on Boone's case thing because I know the decision for that switcheroo thing was not his decision. It was obviously by management or by committee. And a lot of people are throwing Boone a lot of shit when he really is just Boone's going to have a guinea pig. He's the guy. He's going to have a interesting game tomorrow. I think there's a lot of things that there's a lot of situational baseball and elimination game and do or die. And if he punts this thing or if he does something, if he like treats this like any other game, and doesn't win for the game and tries to set yourself up for tomorrow in some weird way, in weird way where he's throwing Luis Sessa instead of Zach Britton in an eighth inning game. Like I'm going to fucking lose it. I mean, like we said before, just when Sessa's in, I, there's never a good feeling. I, he didn't really pitch that bad today. That, that, I remember. That's, I, that's uh, like not, that's, that's more of a blow towards Boone. Not to, I mean, Sessa's not doing great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm more, I'm more so saying like, I need, I need Boone to manage the game tomorrow. Like he is going, like, like his job's on the line. This is the this is the last game you're ever gonna play, which it might be. You need to manage that game as if there is no tomorrow, and you need to win this game, win the game, forget about it, and then plan it for tomorrow. With that being you said, can't try and you can't try to win both games in one in one game. Yeah, I I, I don't even want to. In in my mind, you cannot think about Game Five whatsoever, whether you're a fan or you're Boone or anybody, and that 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 goes without saying. You can't expect a Game Five when your back's against the wall. And I mean, with that being said, do you? If you're in a spot where I mean, this is just preposterous at this point, I, and I feel like this would never happen. But you're talking about Garrett Cole in Game Five. If you're in a tight game. Do you bring him out for a couple innings and just say like, we need to win this game no matter what. We'll figure out Game Five after yes. that. Yes. Absolutely. Because I, yes. I I mean I some people may say no and my counter to that is why the fuck not? Because why not? You, you, you need to win. You can't get to a if game you don't five. Win, you're losing. You can't get you're to a game home. five. We'll That's figure it. out game five after that. And I'm saying if it comes to a situation tomorrow, I would not be shocked if Garrett Cole comes in the game because obviously he's, on, would, he's obviously on short rest, I, and I'm not expecting him to go seven innings or something like that, which he probably could do because he's a sicko in the brain, just like I am right now. Because it's 1 a.m. and we're talking about the Yankees. Like I, I don't know. I'm just saying, mark my words. Call me crazy if you want. 
I think Garrett Cole may come out of the pen tomorrow if if the situation permits. I don't think and that's I would, crazy. I would, I would be happy. I would be happy. I don't think that's crazy. And I would rather have <laughs> I'd rather have Garrett Cole come out and then Chapman pitch two innings and then have Garrett Cole start the next game and then have Kratz come in and finish it off. <laughs> Kratz isn't on the roster. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm making it hypothetical. I'd rather have someone else come in. Actually, wait, is he on the roster? Off. We could throw his knuckleball out there. He might be on the roster, actually. I don't think, I he, don't is, think he is. I was just making something out. But I, I again, like the whole point of that is you need to win the game tomorrow, regardless of what it takes to win the game. I don't care what it is. This is not the time to get cute like we've been doing. It, I mean, don't overmanage. Don't do anything like that. And I mean, throwing Cole out there is not overmanaging at all. That's undermanaging. It's like, hey, take your best pitcher. It's just caveman-like thinking. Where's my best pitcher? Okay, when am I going to throw him? In the most high-leverage spot. Playoffs don't matter about selling pitchers or anything like that. We've seen it before. I'm saying, like, maybe know, even, I maybe even like, seven, eight, nine, Cole. Yeah. I, <laughs> when do you, when's the situation where you want to see Cole come in tomorrow? Tie, tie game or down one? High, tie game... Plus or minus one run or tie game, I think Cole comes in. If it's around the, the six, seven, eight, nine. Range. If we're if we're up, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I I don't. I just don't see it because Chapman pitched, hasn't pitched yet. Yeah, we still have him. I know, and and I'm saying that this may not happen. Also, because we do have the 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 big guns still ready to go bullpen wise. But I mean, you never know what's gonna happen with Montgomery. You never know if they're gonna even use Devi. So there's a lot of unknowns going into tomorrow. But you know. There are yeah, a lot I, of there are a lot of options, so you could look at it as a glass half full, glass half empty situation. So there's a flood of unknowns, but like you could go a lot of different ways, which is also yeah. an advantage to the Yankees because I mean Kevin Cash doesn't really know what's going on, and he's a very he's somebody who usually reacts heavily to information when it's given to him. So you don't know how to stack your lineup. Obviously, the most likely scenario we already know that Montgomery is going out there. But the most likely scenario is that I would think that Devi is going to come out, and then that's a righty coming out after that. And you know, Cash is probably going to stack the stack the entire lineup with righties, so that helps a lot. Don't pitch to Randy Rosarena; just don't do it. I, I honestly don't want to see him see a pitch. I want them to intentionally walk him every time, and I don't think that's crazy. When a guy is batting Barry Bonds numbers. You walk that motherfucker. There's a reason that Barry Bonds was walked as frequently as he was. And I'm not calling Randy Rosarena Barry Bonds, but I'm, I'm doing everything but saying it because he is looking at this scary. Point, yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds was walked the bases loaded one time. so And I, I may if, do that with Randy Rosarena tomorrow if it happened. If that, if that um, means if facing that somebody happens, else, I might do the same. If that, means fa- if that means facing, like, I don't even know. Who's up after that? Choi? If that means facing I'm, Choi, I'm, I'm cool with that. Choi's been good too, and he... Fuck him because he pimped a home run that wasn't a home run in the beginning of the game. And Judge, ah, another good thing. That snow cone grab by Judge was fantastic. Mm. So, not all bad. Not all bad on this episode. (laughs) But, anyway, I I just, I I just, I am still confident. I'm obviously, we're not in a good situation, but I am definitely confident in this team's ability to just turn it on. And I, like I said, the thing that makes me most confident about this team is the, is the, wild cards of, of recent and those that's all a very similar team that's the same team that's been out there in the wild cards that's the same team that showed up in the indian series and every game that that was a wild card series but it felt like a wild card every single time because you know how much it, it 
matters when you lose a game. When you lose any game in that series, they turned it on. And you know what? I really think they'll turn it on tomorrow. And I've been quoted in saying it before to you and Scott on that episode where we were po- like recapping the series. And I was like, they're going to turn it on. And what do they do? What do they do, Damon? Turn the fuck on. They turned it the fuck on. So, to me, I don't think that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, let's, maybe that's fuck, maybe maybe that's my rounding third. And, we can fuck around, put up a nine spot any day. So I, I'm not. I think I'm that's not worried. I'm never worried going into a game because of what can potentially happen, and especially the fact that again we're not facing their ace. Their bullpen is kind of tired out. Like we are too, but again, like we we have the bigger names that we pay them for to be able to come up in situations like this. Like we have this lineup for this purpose to be able to perform in these high leverage situations. And I'm confident coming out. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And we've been nitpicking all of the, like the unknowns about today, uh, about tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this, but you know, same goes for them. They're in another game where it's, Obviously, it's must-win for everybody. It's more must-win for us because our backs are against the wall. But they, I'm assuming here, it's the night before, that it's Yanni Chirinos. And I'm not scared of Yanni Chirinos. Uh, I think that goes both ways. I mean, if you're going to pick a, a a bet for tomorrow, I would take the over because there are going to be some runs scored. And I wouldn't expect anything less than a game similar to Game 2 in the Indian Series. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. And I'm not saying that just because we're backs are against the wall, we're the only ones that are going to show up tomorrow because they're playing damn good baseball. They had like 15 hits tonight or 12 or something in that range. I mean, they're hitting the ball. They're having good at-bats, but you know, I think when push comes to shove, this team is going to come out and be the brick shit house that they can be. And I don't know. I, I, that's just me. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing yep. more. there's nothing more to say about it. It's just they have there's to show not. up. They have to show up tomorrow. The season's on the line. And, you know, Garrett Cole may pitch. <laughs> we'll see. Have uh, we? Um, one no, clo- nothing will surprise me tomorrow. Let's just say that. Yeah. If anything happens, like obviously all of the weird switcheroos and anything like that, I don't think there's anything that can happen tomorrow that is off the table. I think anything yeah. goes. I think anything goes tomorrow that that's just that's just how it should be handled to me. Yeah. All right, to wrap this thing up, why don't we make a little bit of a prediction for game four? Who do you think is going to get a go? Who do you think is going to light the fire for the Yankees tomorrow? Because we're someone's lighting the fire. Somebody's got to carry this torch. And who's it going to be, Damon? It's going to be the guy who we've counted on the whole season and the guy who's come up with his clutch situations the whole season. I really do think it's going to be Luke Voigt coming up in a big situation tomorrow and following through. Um He's been he's been kind of putting these situations these um, last few games, and he's been showing signs of hitting the ball well, but just hasn't been able to capitalize. But I do think Luke Voigt has that, you know, he has that fucking fire in his eyes, and whenever he's up to the, up at the plate, you see how locked in he is, and that's the kind of locked in intensity that we need tomorrow, and. I just, when I'm looking at the lineup up, up and down, I can see it coming from LeMahieu and a couple other people, but Luke Foyt, the guy who brought us here to the playoffs, I think he's going to have a big star moment tomorrow. You know, and his at-bats 
have been looking a little bit bad, but he's one of those guys who, like you said, has carried us to the point we're at now. I think my pick to to spark this thing off is none other than Aaron Judge. DJ has been getting it going. I think that classic one. Be. I think that classic one-two punch that we saw in the Indian series of DJ getting on and Judge knocking him in. I think that happens right the fuck away, and I think that's how we start the game, and that's how we win the game. So that's how it is yeah. for me. That's all we got. Make sure to give us a rating review on iTunes. Just you're already on the app, so just. Give us a little. Before you leave, just go. Before you Listen leave, just, right now. You know, Take scroll down. We'll walk you there. We'll walk you there. You're on the app so right you're now. On the app. Right, back up. You back Put out. The name. You scroll all the way down. You hit the five stars. Call it a day. Don't even write us a review. We don't care. That'd be nice. We, we can read it on the next pod. But make sure yeah. you give us a review. Helps us out so much. Follow us on all social media. Buy Manscaped. It helps us out. We're cool. You're cool. Let's go, Yanks. See you guys tomorrow. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. fingers out of sight how could i have let you go cutting corners turning stones but i can only see your ghost i just live a fast life forget about the past i not out to escape my fears friendships only pass by show up on like strobe lights with you i feel something real and i Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.